God damn. I mean, listen, I'm as straight as you can be, but my God, when you watch Baywatch, when he's in Baywatch, oh my oh God, Lord, it's like I just wanna, I just wanna touch him. <laughs> I just wanna, f- just wanna see what it feels. Listen, and he has a little, like- he's a little, he's not super clean shaven. He's a little hairy as well, <laughs> Ooh, which accentuates the muscles. It's like, it's like natural shading. He's like. Whoa. His skin is so thin, also that you can like see the muscles. Yeah, he's issue. very vascular because he has no body fat. Imagine just putting your ear to his <laughs> chest and like, hear him breathe. Oh. <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode of the Spoiler Cast. <laughs> it's a show where we talk about movies, you know, and we spoil them. You know, we spoil details because it's the Spoiler Cast. Yes. My name is Tobias, and with me, as always, is my sister and trusted co-host uh, Rebecca. Hello. Hello. And in today's episode, we are talking about. The uh, 2022 um, adaptation of Stephen King's Firestarter. Yes. Um, I, I, let's just get into it <laughs> so we can be done with this. Well, <laughs> we can start off by saying this is a known story. So, I mean, spoilers, I guess. Yeah, I mean, the. Well. Well. Because, yeah, the book's been out for almost well, 40 years. Something, something, this, yeah. I think so. I think so, yeah. 40, 82. I think it's 82. I think so. Because um, the, the first movie came out in 84. They just right. they adapted it straight up. Um, yes. But, I mean, <laughs> if we're going to talk about how the movie ends or details about the movie, we're going to spoil some stuff because yes. this was not a very faithful adaptation. <laughs> no, that, that's kind of what I meant by that. Like the story, yeah. the base story is known, obviously. It's, like you said, it's been, it's been around for a while. Um, yeah. And we will have to compare it a little bit. Listen, yeah, because we have both read the book. Yes. Um, Literally finished it the we, same day <laughs> as yeah, we saw this but, movie. But we haven't. Uh, I was gonna. I was gonna not say that. So it sounded like we read it oh. like hundred years ago. I'm a fan. No, anyway. it's kind of funny. But I mean, you read it before, <laughs> didn't you? No, I hadn't read. I I read a bunch of Stephen King books. I like Stephen King. Yeah. Um, but I hadn't read this one. But oh, I thought, okay. hey, since we're watching the movie, I'm gonna read the book because I have it. Yes. Um. Uh, but yeah, but none of us have seen the 84 movie with uh, Drew Barrymore, right? Uh, well, I haven't seen it, so no. Yeah, me neither, yeah. Uh, but we're going to do that um, uh, next week on patreon.com slash don't make a scene if you want to hear us compare both movies with the book. Yes. You know? Check it out, it's just three bucks a month. But this one That's will be... patreon.com slash don't make a scene. Yes. <laughs> this one hey, will managed be to work uh, it in. <laughs> a comparison towards the book a little bit. But also like just talking about a movie, obviously. Yeah, we're first and foremost just going to review the movie. Since, yes. since it's a movie podcast. But since we did read the book, both of us, we're going to compare and contrast. Yes. But the main plot is man, man and child, <laughs> father and daughter, is on the run from a government, a secret government agency. Because they both possess supernatural powers. Yes. That's it. Um, there are more details Obviously. in the book, but not in the movie. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> not really. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, starring Zac Efron, which I, I guess was going to be their their big their big um, pull, <laughs> their big draw. Yeah. Uh, but I gotta say, I didn't before this came out. I didn't even see a trailer. I just saw that it was gonna 
there was going to be a, a fire starting movie. Uh, like I saw the the poster on mm. our like cinema where you book the I, tickets. Yeah. Um, Svensk film. Yeah. That well, SF. Oh well, yeah. Or film stolen. Yeah. E- either way. Either way. Yeah. So um, <sighs> yeah. I think I, I think I stumbled upon a trailer somewhere on YouTube. Oh okay. At one point, I was like, oh cool. So, I mean, Zac Efron has started doing like more adult things. <laughs> yeah. Um. Too bad he chose this. Yeah. Because let's 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 just let's let's get into it. Um, what did you think of the movie? Oh, it was boring as hell. And yeah. I mean, nothing happened. The acting was not that great. Even though we it have was... a couple of people that should have been okay at least. A couple? I didn't recognize anyone except for um except for Sag Efron. Yeah, and one scene with um Ah shit, I forget the guy's name. The bad guy from or one of the bad guys from Terminator. Red from uh, that seventies show. Yeah, Kurtwood Smith. Kurtwood Smith, yes, yes. I mean I was in one scene <laughs> John Beasley and Gloria Rubin as well. But I, I think I've seen. Yeah, him in like I TV recognize shows the old guy, Irv. Yeah, but I, I didn't, I didn't know of him. But I, I recognize him from other things. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree. The, the acting overall was terrible. Um, but I, Efron, I have a feeling it doesn't have to do solely with the actors. I think this is a lot of directorial issues. Yeah, well, I, I can really only speak for Zac Efron because he's the, really the only one I've like, seen True. in several other movies. And I, I don't know if this is a mean thing to say or not, but I don't think he's good enough to be bad in a movie. No. You know what I mean? He's yeah. just, hey, I'm Zac Efron. I'm an quote-unquote actor. Oh, are you? Are you sure? He, he's good at like one or two different kinds of roles. Yeah. He's always kind of that, you know, cool, confident, douchey guy. And he was kind of that here as well, but not... But trying to cool. be a father at the same time. <laughs> yeah, and it just... I don't know. He was he was bland and boring. Yeah. But there were some straight-up bad performances. Oh, yes. Definitely. Like the captain. Um, yeah, that's... One of the main characters was, uh, in the book who's barely in the movie. Gloria Rubin. Yeah, Gloria Rubin. She's fucking terrible. Yeah. Um, And the guy who played Irv. Terrible. Yeah. And the the guy who played Rainbird, horrible, terrible, uh, not terrible, but no, boring even, and bland. I almost hated him most. And with a, with a character, when well, I'm going to start comparing with the, with the book, who is so like menacing and like you can like just the danger just oozes off the page when you read about him. And here he's just like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna capture you. Yes. Oh, okay. Because we have to slight slight comparison to the book here. In the book, every character is a character. They have personalities. They yeah. have uh, reasons for everything. Yes. Here we have names. Yes. That's about it. They, they have a name. They yeah. could have as, <clears throat> as well, just as well been um, bad guy number one. Yeah. There was yeah. no personality to any of them. The only two people in this movie, three people, I suppose, in this movie that had somewhat of a personality is the McGee family. Yeah, and none of them were particularly interesting. No, and the mother dies within... Well, I mean, that's premise in every story of Firestarter. She dies in the beginning. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's also like sure. Uh, mo- most books are all about like building characters. That's why you know this. You you can do like a like an like an unabridged adaptation. Usually of a book, you can't. And like like this book, I don't know. There's different editions and everything, but it's around four hundred pages. Yeah. Um. So like like that should be would be a super long movie. That's that's always what you gotta struggle with when you're adapting a book. But to 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 not use any of the character building that's from the book to 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 build your characters in the movie and to just straight up change some things to the for the worse um i don't understand at at one point towards the end of this movie i was wondering like why did they even say it's based on stephen king's book why are they calling this firestarter this could have been like a this could have been like a a uh, random sci-fi movie, to be honest. Yeah, do you remember that um, that movie that took like eighteen years to come out because it came, not eighteen, but you know, a few years. There was supposed to be like a like a like an X Men horror movie, New Mutants. Wasn't it called New, New oh, Mutants? Oh yeah, with the girl from Game of Thrones and the brother from uh, Stranger Things, and, and Anya Taylor Joy playing the right, Russian. right, right, right. And it was supposed to come out in like twenty eighteen, and then. It just unceremoniously was was farted out on like streaming sites in like 2021 or something. Yeah, and everybody hated it. Even though when the first came out, the bus was like, "Ooh, this is interesting, an X Men horror movie." Yeah, this was it felt more like that. This was just you know random mutant people being chased by the evil government, like, and they could have just called it like, I don't know, the different ones or whatever. This isn't this is not an adaptation of Stephen King's Firestarter. No. The only similarities are some of the names and even that like some of the names some not of all names, of them yeah. which is yeah. weird and uh well the fact that there's a girl child who can start fires with her mind yeah that's that's about it yeah <sighs> i don't even really know what to say cuz we we watched this with our mother for once Shout yeah, out to we, uh, uh, patron, invited, executive, producer, whatever. Yeah, yeah, mom. we invited our executive producer slash mom, um, <laughs> because she was she was alone this this uh, this weekend. Our dad was away with his friends, so we we're like, eh, you know, we'll 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 take her along on a movie because she hasn't been to the cinema in like a year and a half. Yeah, and I mean, Firestarter, like we said, it's it's a it's a it's a good story. Yeah, it's a, it's the a basis good book. Is a good so book. Like, it's a good story. Maybe won't be, maybe won't be an amazing movie, but it'll no. be entertaining, you know. Exactly, and but, like by the end of it, we're all just like, "What the heck did we just watch? Yeah, what is yeah. this?" I literally said, "I'm sorry, mom." Yeah, <laughs> and then we dragged you along when you could have been home, like watching something good, watching watching something better, just reading a book, you're doing whatever, anything yeah. but watching this. Yeah. <laughs> Even not considering the book, this movie just, was just thinking of it as a movie, yeah, as the story being told in the movie. Yeah, it was boring. Nothing happens. We exactly we had no, no character building. We had um, they were going from place A to place B basically, but well, they, they were going from place A to somewhere. <laughs> they ended up at place B, <laughs> they but that wasn't pl- the goal in the beginning, which was also weird. They didn't seem to have a plan. Yeah. It, it, it kind of it, felt it, like they just they just took moments that they wanted to shoot, yeah, and then tried to piece it together to make it a coherent story in a movie, yeah, and then add their own stuff uh, in between. Well, barely. 
Yeah, because yeah, like barely. in the book, you have there are certain like there are the big moments in the book where you think like oh if they're making a movie, at least these things are going to be in the movie. You have, um, honestly, like up until they uh, go to Irv Irv and Norma's farm, there's not really that many no, like big well, moments. Wait, are you talking in the like, book or in the movie? In the book. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, you might have some flashbacks to when the chase started because the the book starts like almost a year into the chase. Yes. Um, and you could you could do something there like set, set up that they've been on the run or something. But then you have Irvin Norma's farm and the attack on the farm. Then you have in the book at least you have uh, a Grandpa's house. Yes. Where they live for a long time and where they also get captured. Yeah. Um, and, and then, then you we're have at the compound. Yeah, you have the compound where they stay for a very long time, but that's where you that's where you really build the the the, that's, the relationship between Rainbird and Charlie. That's where um, that's like where the story is basically. Yeah, a lot of it. Even I though mean, it's almost the latest half the book is there. Yeah. Well, no. I think it's the last like third or something. Yeah. Ish. Most of the book is there. Yeah. I mean like that's the that's where the things place happen. they spend the most time at. <laughs> yeah. Um and the other other big moments in the book yeah, a lot of it taking place in like the captain's office. Yes, and of and of course in a flashback when they actually get Compound Six injected. Yes, you know in the in the test. Those are the big moments, and you have. Well, you have Irv's farm, but his 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 wife is not called Norma for some reason. She's no, called Essie. Yeah, and she's I in a. It doesn't matter, but then I'm all, but then I'm wondering like why even change the name? You know, it's just a name. Just yeah, call it's, her Norma. It's a, What's it's a weird choice to just change the name and change the character that much because in the movie they put her in some sort of coma. Yeah, or and they're supposed iron to be this, lung or whatever. Like, like, like yeah, no, she's in a like like she's in like uh, she's in a vegetative state because yeah. she was in a car accident. Which, um, which Irv lies about that you know, he says, "Oh, she was out driving and someone clipped her in a in a yeah. crossing." But then it turns out, no, it was actually Irv. They were all in the car and they were arguing, and he didn't see the car and they got hit, and she got in, she 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 got in a vegetative state, and her son died. Like, a son who doesn't is not in the book. Very unnecessary uh, details. I don't know why they added that. Yeah, it didn't add I thought anything. The way the way the movie. The way the book ends, I thought that was gonna just to reinforce that they might want to like take care of her. Yeah, but they didn't use. But they didn't do that ending. They they changed the ending, but we'll get to that. Um, so you kind of have that moment, but you don't really have the big attack that happens there, which is supposed to be the first time she really uses her powers. Where here she she uses her powers in a big way immediately. Like five yeah. minutes into the movie, she's like blowing up a school bathroom, which is like, oh, I thought you were gonna like save the reveal that she is dangerous to later in the movie. You have that tease that Zac Efron is dreaming of her setting fire to things, but that might just be a nightmare. Yeah, you know, tease it out and then show like, oh fuck, she's a- this is why they're chasing her, like in the book. Yes, but no, you don't have that. She just she just blows stuff up. They go over there, and she blows up a door. That's about it. Instead yeah. of, you know, setting fire to all People's the agents and blowing up the cars and <laughs> exploding chickens. Like, that would have been awesome to see. Because they tease it as well. They add the chickens. Yeah, they had the chickens there. And he even says in in a, in a in like, what, which wasn't even subtitles since we're watching this in Sweden, there's subtitles. But he says, don't burn the chickens now. Oh, yeah. He but they didn't that. subtitle that. for some, Like, it was like a throwaway line that they didn't... They didn't catch it or like, something. <laughs> yeah. 
which I don't understand. I thought as a, as a subtitler or whatever, <laughs> you, you you watch the movie over and over to make sure you don't miss words, right? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I've never worked like that professionally, but I have subtitled things. So. <laughs> um, it was yeah, it was weird. a weird thing. Like, why? But they do set fire to a cat, which yeah. seems harsher, and turn into this like dragged out scene where the cat is being tortured to death. That almost. was horrible. Yeah, and they're 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 starting to introduce like. Uh, from Andy, the father, training her and using her power. Um, they even have a montage later when she decides to save her dad, which never happens in the book either. Um, yeah, where she tries to learn her. to control things by, I don't know, hanging out in the woods and starting wood fi- uh, like a forest fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems very dangerous. Um, it was, and then they don't even have Grandpa's house. Um, no, which I can sort of understand. I can sort of understand, but there are some good moments there. Yeah. And the big the big thing, like, how they're going to, s- like, solve this whole thing. That's where he writes the letters. Yeah. The letters that he's going to send to the to the magazines. Yeah, that, that part isn't even in this movie. Yeah. So then, it's... but then, so they just quickly cut to um, the compound. But instead of having them both there and having all this... Building the, of character, the testing, building up the getting both to know Charlie each and other. the dad, Andy. Yeah, no, it's they capture Andy, Zac Efron, and uh, Charlie, the kid, runs away and then goes to save him. Because uh, someone then, he is calling her with an additional mental power that they just threw in there to make things easier, I suppose. Yeah, and A they give Rainbird powers as yeah. well. Which he does not. I mean, I'm a little. I was a little confused about his character in the book. His uh, his motivations are weird. Oh yes, his motivations um, are very weird, and he is he is the most scary person in that book for yeah. one reason only that he has this weird love towards yes. Charlie. I was a little worried because Stephen King has written some weirdo pervo shit before, and there are some moments in this book where you're just like. He has some sort is of... Rainbird, is Rainbird a pedophile? Is he going to actually... I don't think he cares about he's... the age. He's in love with her specifically. He doesn't care that she's a child. Yeah, I know. And he and even when they like point that out, what do you mean you love her? He's like, it's not like that. But then you're also like... But it is. Are you sure? <laughs> Sometimes it feels like it is like that. lovingly in her eyes and you want to kill her. Yeah. It sounds like he's like gonna have pleasure in strangling her yeah you know what it reminded me of it reminds me it reminded me of the martyrs ending like he wants to see yeah. he wants to see something yeah, he wants like there's something see... in the eyes when a person dies exactly. which um this is not in the movie at no all. this is not in the movie at all um instead he becomes like he like sees that she has like powers like super strong powers so he almost becomes like he almost worship her yeah um and in Fuck it. Let's just talk about the end. In the, in the end, in the book, he he basically like becomes like a major, major uh, like he can't like be a shareholder because it's not a stock. It's not a stock market company. But he becomes like a bigwig in the oh yes. in the agency. He he is, like buys his way in with the money he has made from working for them or something. Also, like that. no, I mean he also he um, blackmails yeah. them basically. Yeah, he blackmails because he gets a bunch of yeah information from. Kurtwood Smith's character in this, which they never meet in the in the movie. No, no. Um, and also, he is like the contingency plan. He is either gonna make her do what they want, 
or yeah. he's the one who's going to kill her if yeah, she he's... goes too far away from the plan. You know what he is? He's kind of like Darth Maul. Yeah. <laughs> when they introduce him in The Phantom Menace and the Nemoidian says, "We should have never made this bargain." That's basically what he is in the in the in the book in the book. In the movie, the, the, however, the, the, the skipper and the agents are like, "Ah, oh, fuck, we shouldn't have brought him in. He's too dangerous." <laughs> yeah. Now we're stuck with him. Yeah. In the movie, however, he is a original test subject. Yeah, from an earlier I guess he, yeah, in the book it's called Compound 6, lab so maybe rats. Yeah, which <laughs> Okay, so he has some supernatural powers as well. He has this. He has parts of the psi as well. Yeah, as they call it in the book. Oh yeah, I read it in Swedish. So they call it the push. Yeah, but yeah, but they they call it psi power. Psi powers. Psi, oh okay, psi right, 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 right. Because yeah. they're psychological. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Um. So in the in the book, all he wants to do is, like, make her reach her full potential. Which um, some of the doctors in the book say, like, that might be too dangerous. I mean, one less, one of the doctors, um, the Kirkwood Smith character in the the movie, (laughs) in one scene. He does have his little speech, though, sort of. Sure, yeah, but they left out the the good part, because he literally says, like, what if she has the power to crack the earth in two? Like a china plate. Yeah, which is like, that that speech is so fucking good in the book. Oh, yeah. You should um, read it in like, English. It's probably even better. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Well, she might be starting little fires now, but what if she learns to control it? She can start bigger fires or, or even what if explosions. She... What if she can, like, we don't even know how, how powerful she is. I don't even What if the... she could, like, start a nuclear explosion with the snap of her fingers? Yeah. I think he's even, What like... if she cracks the earth in half? He's I'm even, like, like it doesn't matter if she can control it, but what if her powers just grow? Yeah. And eventually she'll just do it without she'll just like, do it, doing yeah, it. Yeah. Like planning. Which is also a big thing in the which they kind of did in the movie, a big thing that she becomes more comfortable with using the power. They did mention it, but they mentioned um, it. And it too even, early. even like starts liking it, which yeah. they just Yeah, they have that one one thing to I like it in the movie. Yeah, they kind of throw that in as like eh, whatever. She she likes it. It's comfortable. She yeah. you know, anyway, makes her back all to toasty the, inside. Yeah, back to the <laughs> ending. So so John masquerades as a uh, um, a janitor yeah. at the compound, so try to like become friends with her, um, so she she he can make her do the do the tests and start yes. like realizing her full potential because she doesn't want to cooperate. She's with refusing the other it because she can't see yeah. her dad. Yeah, um, and so they do this, and when finally her her dad and and her or she is about to escape he of course goes to stop them because now this is his only chance he wants to look into her eyes as she dies yeah um and there's this great scene where he he shoots andy the dad and then he's gonna shoot her he's like fuck it and then she literally melts him yes the the heat is so strong that he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't burn he He just melts. melts Literally melts the flesh off the bones, which was like, "Whoa, I want to see this in the movie." Oh fuck! Because none of that happens. Instead, um, she kind of does that scene against the guys with the fireproof suits. Yes. Towards the end, or literally the end, but then <laughs> yeah. he shows up, um, shoots them, and then kind of kneels in front of her to like, like show his accepting- his loyalty or accepting yeah. that she could kill him. Yeah. Um, and then she walks outside. the The compound is exploding, and then she she, f- she falls down at on the beach because the place is at a beach for some all reason. All of a sudden, I don't know why they, the book... they made a big thing of it being at 
on the coast. For some reason. Yeah, because it's not that in the movie. No, it's in the middle of the country, not even near, like, any water. Yeah. It's in, like, the flatlands. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, like, a couple of hours inland from Washington. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know why they changed that. I don't know. Maybe there's like a because there's a water theme sort of in the book. I but mean, it's she not does really talk about movie. she does talk about pushing it into the water to not have the fire spread kind of thing. Yeah, but she, it's not like she's doing it here. It's not like she's sitting down at the water trying to like force the fires to go in there instead. No, no, no. She's no. lighting fires all over yeah. the place and then just gives up. So maybe they planned to have a, more of an aquatic theme, but they didn't do anything with it. But anyway, he shows up. Um, while she's sitting there, she, he puts out his hand, and she grabs it. He he picks her up, and then they walk away, and that's the end of the movie. Yeah. Instead of you know the big climactic battle between Charlie and Rainbird, Andy dies. She melts his bones. The horses. Um, burns. Yeah, burns Captain the barn where they're in. Going insane. Yeah, and they, 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 and they, yeah, all the whole thing with Andy starting to use it, starting to get his powers back and using his push to make people, yeah, people go insane and they kill themselves. And You know what? There's I've so much com- cool shit in the book. <laughs> I've complained in previous episodes that I'm sick of the whole 70s theme in all the movies nowadays. Yeah. This movie ben- would have benefited from being told in the 70s setting that it's written. Because it's written in, like... It, it's supposed to take time in the 60s, 70s, right? If I remember correctly. <laughs> no, it's supposed to take place in 82. The book. Yeah. Isn't it, like, 79? <laughs> no. Um, they, 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 they take oh, something the... something happens in 79. They do the test in 69. Oh, maybe that's why I'm thinking um, about. And then they have... I think I think uh, Charlie is born in, like, 76 Maybe that's the one. Either way, this movie would have benefited from being more of a time piece in that sense mm. than being set in 2013 or whatever no 2013 is when they they take the 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 compound right in this movie. or when they first escape when they now. first escape it's so weird yeah but here's the big thing why i think they cut a lot of the a lot of the scenes from the mo- from the book in the movie this was probably a super cheap movie it looks oh, cheap yeah it looks cheap yeah. as hell so the one like the thing se- they like put money on is the fire at points. Yeah, which and looks good. The fucking lenses they put in their eyes to block mental powers uh, manipulation. Yeah, which yeah, it'll, it'll work on some of the cases, but not on her since she can physically burn them. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, that part really bugged me. Yeah, but that was because they wanted to give her other powers as well. We'll get we'll get to that. But what I think is, they didn't have any budget, so they couldn't do the scenes where you know the movie opens as they're literally like running away from agents in the middle of New York, and then they go to an airport, and you know you have you have scenes when they when they do the flashback. Andy's working as a what is he high school professor or something? Yeah, something like that. Bunch of scenes where you would need to have a bunch of extras and you know filming in New York or even like somewhere that looks like New York in a city cost money. Sure. They couldn't do all that because they didn't have any money. Um, so instead, they just changed everything. Yeah, made everything worse. But in the, at that point, I'm like, why even adapt? the book then exactly why not make your own story you know what they could have done without having to have a bunch of people 
the whole running around and trying to get away from the shop or DSI as it's called in the movie. Yeah, they don't call it the shop, which is like another. I know it's a thing. it's a weird choice. Just they don't really explain why it's called the shop, but you know, they could have had like the whole running away. They could have called it the agency. Was yeah. enough, you know. They could have had their whole running away part just be like the intro and then have all the story take place at the compound. At yes. whatever it was called. The the two state houses and the, the underground laboratories and the, the far uh, what's it called? The the barn with horses. And yeah, shit. and the chapel, yeah. Yes. And they yes. just do that. You didn't have to have a lot of people then. Cause yeah. I mean there are like eight people in total yeah. that are named. In that scene, in those, in that setting, except for by the end where we have everyone leaving. Yeah, yeah. Like the first twenty, thirty minutes is the chase, and then the rest of it is all that happens in the compound. Yeah, yeah. That's that what be, I thought that been this better. would be. You know, you could you could almost like skip. Even though Irv is an important character in the book, Irvin Norma, he's not important in the movie, so skip that yeah. also, and just have you know. Um, have them running. You don't have know why. Them have it start at grand, get Grandpa's house or Granther, as it was in the English book. I'm yeah, Granther. Sh- yeah, yeah. They mentioned Granther in the yeah. this as well. Um, have that be the starting point, and then have like flashbacks or they're talking about the whole running away kind of thing. Yeah, because a lot of the story is told in in like because it's a book, so you can have a bunch of exposition. Yeah, obviously. Um, yeah, it's told in flashbacks and like explaining what, which you you know. You don't want to do that in a in a in a movie. I understand that. Yeah, and they have... do, you know, show the whole taking the taking the the drug or whatever as yeah. a, it's a nightmare. It's a good way to do exposition, but they then they have, have had exposition some of that... dumps anyway later. So yeah. yeah, but they could have had some of the exposition dumps in the beginning be nightmares and just talking a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, Small I things. I really thought it was gonna start at like the first motel where he, when he almost when he almost dies because he oh, pushes yeah. the taxi the taxi driver from the airport. Yeah, I, that felt like a good place to start the. Movie. That also bothered me because that would have been the one person to put in instead of Irv. You could have cut the entire Irv and, and farm thing. Just yeah. have the taxi driver, the cab then, driver, yeah, and make him be the one who thinks he's seeing a. a first of all. It's a $500 bill in the book. Why make it a $100 bill? That's just dumb. I don't know, yeah. That's a detail that you don't have to change. Why change it from a $1 bill to... Well, from a $5 bill to a $1 bill and then make it a 100 instead of a yeah. 500 Which doesn't makes even less sense because $500 in the early <laughs> 80s is a lot of money. Yeah. $100 today, it's not really that much. No. So it would make more sense to do it the other way. Especially since he's trying to make him drive him far. I mean, we don't really know where they start. I don't know what state they're in. In the book, I know. But in the movie, I have no clue. Yeah, I mean, Boston is on the East Coast. And the book mainly takes place, yeah, around Washington. Well, it starts in New York. New York and Washington. Yeah, so then Boston isn't too far away, I suppose. Boston isn't mentioned in the book. Yeah, it it doesn't mention where they are, yeah. Um, weird. Whatever. Just weird. Yeah. Again, th- there's so many weird details that they could have just kept as in the book, but they decided to change it. The one detail that bothered me the most is the fact that they decided to change Andy's name. Yes, he's called something Cooper and Andy McGee. The real name in the book is just a cover here. Yeah. <coughs> Which has no point 
in no. anything. Other than saying, one... like, ooh, he's lived under many aliases. Oh, okay. So? But what does that add to the, like... Nothing. Nothing, yeah. Why Why add that in? Yeah, it's so weird. Like, I mean, they kept so... the whole, the whole, that she calls herself Roberta Bobby, and he yeah, calls, and he calls himself, himself Frank. Frank. Yeah, Cause because that's in the book, and yeah. you know, you don't know it. That's because it, they don't want to be recognized, you know, when they hear the news on the radio or whatever. Yeah, which, or if you know, there will be anything. Yeah. Then just no, they gave him a completely different name and said that Andy McGee is an alias. Yeah. Why? For no reason. So pointless. <sighs> and I'm. Not... No, go on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say, and then nothing happens. There, there, there is none of the none of the interesting character building stuff in the compound happens, like we said, and they ch- they change the ending, and I was thinking about this, and I I don't know if I me- yeah I did mention it, you know, do you know what why I th- or I think I don't know how to say this thoughts <laughs> do you know why I think they did what they did, you know my my, my thoughts are like why they changed so much. And, and and why they did the ending where where, where Rainbird lives well, and he's like You mentioned that this feels like they're setting up a sequel. Yes. I cause cause it feels very dumb, especially this because it's not like based on, on you know a big franchise or anything, but I'm getting a feeling they wanna set up sequels. They wanna start their own little franchise. Where but, you know, cause it's they I mean they even call her a superhero at one point. Yeah. The captain does. And I was also like, oh, something that shit. is not mentioned in the book. Not at all. Yeah, because superheroes mm-hmm. wasn't really a thing. I mean, it was, but not. It not wasn't like in the that. mainstream like it is now. Yeah. Um, and and when she when she starts really using her powers to kill everyone in the compound, she has the red hood that she, yeah. she the hoodie with the she puts the hood on to look cooler. There's even the one where she looks into the heat camera and has that super cool profile look. I was like. Are they setting up a superhero franchise, but a really dark and edgy one? So it's going to be like a lone wolf and cub uh, situation where, where Rainbird and her just walks around doing cool shit. But and I'm see, just like, I mentioned this what? to to mom while we were waiting for you. Um, she knows that Rainbird killed her mother. She knows yeah. by now that Rainbird is the only reason. That her father is dead. Yeah. And, Why and, the heck would she agree to go with him? Yeah, there's no point? reason for it. I than, honestly thought, and it would have saved the movie, that she would have walked into the water and drowned herself. That would be super dark, though. But, sure, you know. but that would have saved the movie for me. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's so it would have made like, more sense. The only, the only redeeming thing, and it's not really a redeeming thing, but the only even slightly redeeming thing that Rainbird does um, is that he shoots the, the agents in the fireproof suits to yeah. save her. But that's not enough. He killed her mother. He was he, involved in killing her father, even he, though she kind of did that. He lured but, her know. to the compound. Yeah. Because he's like, the one who's mapping if, it out for her. Yeah, if... if if Irv was more of a character, like he's in, he's in the book, he shot Irv twice. Like, yeah. why does she go with him in as the As far end? as it's we because know, they Irv have a bond. dies. Huh? As far as we know in the movie, Irv dies from that shot. Yeah, we don't see him get up afterwards. They just leave. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, uh... 
And there it feels is like no they wanna, reason they wanna, she would accept him as her savior or yeah, even I don't friend. I, it feels like they want to they want to make Rainbird into the like in the in the book. It's the dad and the daughter, Charlie and Andy, Andy and Charlie, that has the <laughs> connection. You know because. They're kin. That's why they have yeah, a connection. They're blood here relatives. They, yeah, here they kind of want to put that on Rainbird because he's technically a cooler character, but he's not cool in the movie. He's not as cool as the book character either. Where the are the scars? Where's the missing eye? Where's yeah. the... I mean, they had they had sort of the shoe collection for some reason. <laughs> yeah, which it was a weird detail in the book, but that's, you know, books are it's, have a bunch of details that... Yes. build out the character. It was even and weirder they, in the movie. <laughs> yeah, because it just showed his shoe collection, which was just like, what, eight pairs of boots? Yeah. In the in the book, it's like the only thing he spends money on is expensive shoes. Like, yes. Like, you know, imported Italian loafers and he doesn't and wear them. He doesn't even wear them. It's just like, he doesn't care about anything other than finding out what happens when you die and, and shoes. Yeah. For some reason. Cool he just likes shoes. Yeah. Instead, they, they like yeah. make him the one scene where we see his apartment for some reason, yeah. they add this cool mu- music and we see really that he edgy, has, like, oh, I yeah. am so fucking dangerous. It's a, it's a like an old uh, warehouse that's been converted into a loft. Yeah, it's the classic like New York studio apartment where the door is one of those uh, sliding things. You know, yeah. it looks like a warehouse. Yeah, and he, he has these dark drawings of, of yeah, he's, dark he paints really dark stuff. Eyes and characters. For a tiny second, they add that to Charlie as well, because she does one yeah. of those drawings. You see, they're building a connection between the two. Which they, they think they they're going to keep... on keep, it completely. They want to keep building that in a sequel. But there we, then again, there's, there's the problem. Even if you're building a sequel or building a franchise... Every movie must work in a vacuum. Yes. Because and they're never going to make a sequel to this. No. Specifically so all we have f- now is an unfinished origin story. The first one has to capture the audience. Yes. Otherwise, they don't want to come back to see these characters anymore. Because I do not care what happens to Charlie. This Charlie a is a shell. Yeah. She yeah. is a pretty girl with soot on her face that screams. Yeah. And... and- like and again, yeah, an hour and forty is not the same as four hundred pages of building a character, but they like they don't even try. It feels like no, they they give mixed messages like oh, uh, they they've taught her not to use her powers, but then you know, when she accidentally burns the cat when it scratches her, he's like he like tries to then well well then you gotta finish it, and this is why we never use our powers, um. To hurt people. That, that's why we need to try and control our powers yeah. so we don't lash out. But then <laughs> then she goes around and, and she uses her power. She kills the Jules character, which also... That felt like almost like it was going to be like a fan service, like, woo, moment when she mentions Agent Jules. Because it's the guy in the end of the book. Who's yeah. never in the book until that last scene. They just give him a name because uh, yeah. characters have names in books. He's not a character. I don't know why they like Agent Jules in the in the yeah, car. No. And then she tortures him to get information and get his his key card uh, with her powers. But then when she meets her dad, she's like, "Oh, I I didn't use my powers like you told me to." Yes, you did. Yeah. 
You liar! You, you started a forest fire, you killed a person. Yeah, you literally and, had a uh, training montage where you learned <laughs> to use it. Like, what are you talking about? She why didn't why make that a, a thing in the movie? There wasn't a reason for her to kill the agent, because she got the key card. If she just left the car when she got the key card, that would have made more sense. I thought that that would be a redeeming moment for her, where she would go like, you know what? I'm going to yeah. leave you. I'm going to walk you, out and you can go home to your pregnant wife. Yeah, yeah, because they make that a thing also. Like, I have a wife. I have a child. He just talked to her about, oh, you. but the third, first trimester is almost yeah. over. The morning sequence will be gone soon. Why why, why build empathy for a character that we don't know? Yeah, uh, and which is just going to show and that ooh, she's really evil now. So she'll kill the, the, the expectant father. Like, But she's not supposed to be... Like, it's it's so confusing. Like, are they yeah. building her up to be this like dark character? They really don't until Even, that moment. They do have one moment in the beginning. I guess when she says I like it and whatever. But yeah, you know. But the the first scene almost when she sits at the kitchen table very early in the morning and just plays right. with the lighter. Yeah, it's it's like she's already starting to like like it. I suppose. Yeah, but they don't explore it. Back then, they just throw that in and then leave it. And then snippets of weird incidents that are either, oh my god, I'm so terrified, or I like it. Yeah. There's no consistency to it. No, exactly. And But, like, yeah, talking about now, though, yeah, it seems like they want to make it more of, like, a... Like a like a morally ambiguous character than what it is in the book. Yes, they wanted to to bank on the horror element that it should have been. I have to say though, the book was not scary. It wasn't no, it's a not really a horror book. It's opinion. more of a thriller kind of. Yes, or, or a, sci-fi. A bo- I it's a non-genre. Yeah, more sci-fi. I guess. Yeah, but. Here they were like, we need to make this a horror film. Yeah, because it's Stephen King, so I mean, it's it's horrors, but he doesn't just write horror, you know. <laughs> no, and also, this isn't set up to be horror. This is set up to be a drama, more or less. Yeah, or <laughs> going by the ending, action. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. I I'm I'm conflicted because. <sighs> I'm j- no, no, I'm not conflicted. I'm just confused. Yes, That's exactly. The word. Con- confused. <laughs> I don't know what the intentions were um, no. with the characters. I don't know uh, why they felt they needed to make a new adaptation of Firestarter. First of all. First, yeah, exactly. That's first. Second of all. of all, why they chose to change so many details into very similar things. But very, but very, it's distinct enough that you know this could have just been its own story. Yes, it's you could it's have literally the, taking the most minuscule of details, and it would have been its own story with yeah. just that it's just been you know uh, taken taken inspiration from, which every screenwriter does. Yeah, something you know, you know, it's like ah, he he, he just ripped it off. No, no, you always I, take inspiration had, from if things. They, like, if they called the the substance. Um, instead of lot six, they could have called it um, uh, Flabadooba, I don't care, whatever, yeah. anything. And then do you name the movie that? A completely different movie. Yeah. Change and then it would make her... sense that there are more characters in this movie that seems to have had the compound in them, you know. The the psychological powers. That, oh, you weren't the first. Rainbird was also a subject before he became an agent, they, you know. Things like that. They even hint and mention that the mother 
is supposedly the most powerful one yeah. of the three in the family. And but- they also hint that, which is not in the book, that the people that were chosen for the, 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 the test... Oh yeah, had they previous had... experiences with paranormal activity or supernatural activity. Also, they had to be orphans of some sort for yeah. some reason. So that, so that was a point they made in the movie. Yeah, and there's a lot of these but little details, which which it's when, they don't when, like, add up to anything. No, but um, that's what I'm saying. Like they're like we're setting all this shit up so we have that in the sequel. But like you, that's, you, 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 that's uh, not how you make a franchise. That's not first you, of all. And definitely not how you make a movie. It is how you make a, a franchise, sort of. You gotta set some things up. Yeah, but not but all of them. But your first... Not all of them, but, you know, if you're setting up little things, but there should be smaller things you can build on. But some of the things to make you sure. set up need to be mentioned and used in the first movie, though. Yeah. I have ghosts in my studio. <laughs> um, but then you also need to make sure that your first movie is good enough... That it yes. will be a success so you can take the money from that movie and make a sequel. This was shit. Yeah. It was so bad. It was so bland. It's it wasn't almost... interesting in any way. It's almost like they knew it partially also because I mentioned this as we walked out. They they banked hard on the fact that they had Zac Efron in the movie in the yeah. first like three minutes by oh, yeah. making sure he was shirtless and flexed. Yeah, 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 yeah. He he was literally in the first three minutes. He is shirtless. Yeah, yeah. and flexing help all of it. Oh yeah, which. But I, then they I made a point of putting a shirt on, so that's that's yeah. it. Just a little tease, yeah, like just tease. Just maybe you'll see more later. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like we're gonna keep you here on the on the on like making you think that maybe you'll see more shirtless uh, Zac Efron. They even yeah. almost hinted and teased like they're gonna have a sex scene or something. But no, then the baby caught on fire. Yeah, yeah. Which like, I, I like that, that the movie starts with a baby being set on oh, fire. Yes. I was like, oh, maybe this That's is gonna be nice. good. And then I was like, oh, no. <laughs> In the next five minutes. Uh, I mean, the, the beginning was kind of okay, actually. Up until literally the first five minutes, and after that, it starts going downhill with the redhead kid. It's like you're a freak, uh, you're a moron, loser. I liked the 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 things that happened in the home up until Rainbird, and everything that was not in the home could have just been skipped because yeah. I don't care that she feels like a freak in school. That's not the point. No, again, no. a thing that would have made more sense if yeah, it took place in the eighties and not in yeah. the two thousand twenties or whatever. That's also not in the book because because in the book she hasn't started using her powers <sighs> properly yet, so she hasn't only... had a bunch of incidents at school. She's a regular kid. She's only accidentally set like yeah. You see, she accidentally sets her mom on fire at one point. They do mention that in the book. Yeah, and, her, and I think that's bear. when she's younger. And then the teddy Much bear that when younger. she falls. She's like two years old or something. Yeah. So it's an when accident. she doesn't know, she starts crying because she's like hungry. Yeah, and that's, and that's when uh, she accidentally sets her mother on fire. And that's when they learn her to, or t- teach her to, to suppress it. Yes, because they say it's the bad it's, thing. Yeah, it's it's and it's a whole big thing that then gradually Andy, the father, needs to like start making her comfortable with you know doing the bad thing. Oh my god, they should! I completely forgot about it, and it, it it's it's a very important part in the book to me. The whole airport scene. Yeah, yeah, because that's the first time he asks her to use her powers. She says, you know, he after says, they started escaping. It's okay. You are allowed to use the bad thing on things. 
Yeah. As long as it's not humans. And that's like the only time they mention that she has, other than the fire, she can do other things as well. Yeah. Yeah. They hint at it a little bit. She has other sort of things. Yeah. In the movie, they make a big thing out of that, that she she has like all the powers because she's, yeah. she's born from this drug thing, you know. So she has her mother's power to push things. Uh, Physically push things. Yeah. She and has her sort mental, of her father's mental, push mental pushes, yeah. sort of. And then the fire stuff, yeah. And then the fire stuff. <sighs> yeah. Do you know they, what the only... They butchered it. Oh, yeah, yeah. They completely ruined it. Um, and, the, and the book is so... And that's the thing with Stephen King's writing, but especially in this, at least, you know, of the books I've read. I've read f- uh, quite a few of them. Um, yeah, I've only read like a couple it's, though. It's especially this one is very cinematic. Just oh yes, just copy the scenes from the book and you'll have a good movie. I, mean, I can understand that perhaps the first half of the book is a bit is a bit slow if you want to see it in a cinematic way. Sure. So, so cut some cut of that out. Some of the like oh they're sleeping in the car another yeah. night. Yeah, we don't care about that. I know. Put them in the next place. Just skip that part. Get yeah. from the farm to Granther's place. Yeah. Or skip all of it completely, just end up at Granther's place when they get caught. Yeah. And also, like, the, the scenes you actually do take from the book, don't change them. Don't ch- They're good the way they are. You made yeah. them worse. And again, why change the smallest of details that have, Jesus Christ, my eyes annoying, uh, that have no point being changed. There's no reason for changing small details as the name, as... Fucking one dollar bill to a five dollar, five dollar bill to a one dollar bill. Like, why? Yeah, I, it, it makes it makes no sense. And you end up you end up with a terrible movie, with you know the only redeeming feature being that they they got John Carpenter to make the music, which also they did not utilize properly. Uh, no, because you know he has more and more in his later years, uh, you know. Uh, become more of a he like he like enjoys making music more than making movies. Yeah, I mean he basically <laughs> stopped making movies in the mid two thousands. He was he was tired of it. He didn't like it, which you can tell. Like some of the the last movies he made were terrible, and then he yes. made one like comeback in twenty eleven and made um uh the ward or whatever it's called starring uh um uh, what's her name Amber Heard the the oh, ma- right. the, the husband beater, um <laughs> and that movie. Is terrible. And after that, he just stopped making movies. He produced some stuff, you know. He he always put his name on all the remakes they made of his movies just to make money. He literally has a quote from, like, an interview at some, like, you know, sci-fi con or whatever. He says, like, all I do is just hold up my hand. Whenever they talk about making a remake of one of my movies, I just hold up my hand and a royalty check lands in it. And I'm fine. Because <laughs> he, he, yeah. he, was, he, was he was done with movies. This way he, like... If you like ten years ago, would have started touring with his sons, because they said like John Carpenter, something Carpenter, and then there's one name and one more name. That's like his adopted son. So he just okay. makes music in his like garage with his sons, and then he started touring <laughs> with it. And then of course it got, uh, you know, and he he was like he had like a niche audience, of course, since he's John Carpenter. But then he got like a mainstream breakthrough when he did the 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 soundtrack to the 2018 Halloween movie. Oh, right. You know, and, you know, yeah. once again, the best part of that movie is soundtrack, because it's, it's John Carpenter music, but with a more more of a punch, because it's a little more yeah. modern. Um, and then, of course, the same thing for the next Halloween Kills. Um, 
But those were still... He was still connected to that since he was involved in making the original Halloween. Exactly. It's, Here it's he just a... did the music, I guess, because he is now connected to Blumhouse because those were Blumhouse movies. So maybe they're like, why don't you make music for this one as well? You like making music. He was like, yeah, okay. Also, maybe like they were like, it's a fire. It's Firestar. It's based on the Stephen King novel and probably he yeah. likes that one. I don't know. Um, so the music is good, but it's, you know... It's not utilized. It's, it's, it's I I think it's utilized well, but it's not as good as his Halloween scores. Yeah, it's still good, but it's just I mean, not I, as good. I barely notice it to be oh, honest. Oh, yeah, I I guess I I notice it more because I saw that John Carpenter did it, so I'm I'm a bit biased. Yeah, I didn't see that until the 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 credits started rolling. Oh, okay. I want um, to quickly mention the director, Keith Thomas. Right, I'd never heard of him. Me neither, and there's there's a very good reason for that. He anything. has done as a director. Uh. He has done one movie before, one short, and one music video. What's the movie? The Vigil. Ooh. In 2019. Oh, the one about the Jewish guy? Yes. It's like a Jew. <gasps> Fuck. I I saw they had that on, um, there's a Swedish like streaming site called SVT Play. Oh, yeah. Um, they have that on there. And I remember because I saw like a trailer in 2019. That looks vaguely interesting. Fuck. Yes, Maybe but it I'll seems skip it. to be... Thing is, that movie seems to be... I haven't seen it. I'm just looking at the pictures and reading the, the synopsis on IMDb. Yeah. It's it's, uh, it's it's a demon movie. Yeah. It's yeah, a haunting it's, movie. Yeah, and it's... it's uh, it's, 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 it's one of those rare movies that is like steeped in Jewish religion. Yes. Like Jewish horror. We rarely see that. You usually see Christian horror or some sort of like pagan horror. Yeah. This it's, is Jewish it's horror, which is interesting. Literally, a, a, mind, a man providing overnight watch to a deceased member of his former Orthodox Jewish community finds himself off opposite a malevolent, malevolent entity. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, it. It's not interesting that, you know, it's, it's a... That it, the whole relig- he, religious aspect is involved. He wrote and directed that one. Okay. Then he did a short called Arcane. No idea what that is. No. Uh, I Disappear When You're Near is a music video. I don't know what this is. And he has... He is working on... where He finished one episode of Cabinet of Curiosities. Okay. <laughs> a TV show. That's post-production in 2022. All right. That's it. This man has no... No, so this was... no... Like, no experience proper. Experience. So... Well, there's another there's another connection to making it like a superhero franchise. They pick a guy who made an interesting indie movie, The Vigil, in this case. We're, we're guessing it's interesting. We don't know. But you know. I mean, it has an interesting premise. Yeah. Um, and like, you, sh- you should work on our new superhero franchise. He's like, oh my god, is it Marvel? No, it's Blumhouse. And we're, we're oh. giving you $1 million to make a, a an ad- adaptation of Firestar. And he's like, oh, all right. What? <laughs> What's that? There's there's a movie that came out about a year or two ago where a kid has these weird superpowers and his mother is afraid of him. Yeah. What's it called? Uh, uh, Bright. Brightburn. 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 Something. Like I didn't. It is... was like, what if Clark Kent grew up to be a bad guy? Yeah. Is that a Blumhouse? No, that's Netflix. No, it's not Netflix. I mean, I actually, I, I didn't watch it because it didn't look I interesting. Got, no, I haven't seen it either. It kind of felt. But not, I know it's not Netflix, but it is. It, it might be Blumhouse. I don't know. Because for some reason, it does I, sound I, like a Blumhouse movie. <laughs> it, it reminded me this movie, the Firestarter. For some reason, I started thinking of that one. Yeah, well, it's a bit similar. A, a child discovering, you know, that they have superpowers and use them for bad things. Uh, yeah. 
let's see, Bright Burn. Uh, it's 2019, right? 2019, right, right. yeah. Uh, 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 let's see if we can find quickly. I cannot see if it's. Um, and no, no, no it it's seem it's, to a, be it's a so it's a Sony movie. Oh, it's right, Screen right. Jams and Stage Six. Those they usually work with Sony, so it's not right. a Blumhouse movie. Because I I was like, wait, are they? Yeah, I don't exactly. Know. And Sony released it uh, internationally. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just I just got horrible feeling that they had some sort of connection. <laughs> <laughs> they're building their own scary superhero kid universe. Yeah, like they're, they're starting with the, the bad guys, which is I guess refreshing. They're doing their own Sinister Six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just that, that could be interesting, but no, there's no connection. No, and also like if you want to do that, don't base it on existing works of fiction. Uh, no, exactly. Yeah. <sighs> Call it, like, Freak, instead of Firestarter, or whatever, yeah. you know, whatever. It, know, it, it didn't just... have to be called Firestarter. And no. we talked about it, it's probably name recognition, because oh, you yes. can put Stephen King on your poster. But like, Based on Stephen King's masterpiece, yeah. Firestarter. But Literally seriously, the like, the kids don't give a shit about Stephen King. No. Like, you're basing it on a book from 82? Like, yeah, Grandpa might, like, oh, I want to see this! But oh, that's not who I mean, you're making the movie for, right? Or So or, just call it edgy teenager fire guy, girl, I mean. Sorry. Yeah. Also, like, they aged her a little bit. She's not an eight-year-old. She's seven-year-old. She's yeah. 11 in this one. Which I don't think that... Because the only age they mention is eight. And the movie only takes place over, like, a week. Yeah. So she's like eight, nine. Yeah, it says eleven when you read the synopsis, at least on the our theater site. Yeah. But the only age that is mentioned is eight, I think, or nine. Is it because the kid who plays uh, Charlie is Ryan Kiera Armstrong? She is eleven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They 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 messed they, they messed maybe the they details. messed that up. <laughs> I don't know. And I mean, she looks like she could be eight. I don't care. Yeah, she looks like a little kid. You know. Yeah. She could be anything from 6 to 12. At, they look the same. At least oh, yeah. they they did a, a good casting in that sense that age-wise, <laughs> um, Zac Efron could be her father. He oh, looks yeah, like sure. he could be her father. Because he's, like, he's like, what, a year older than me or something? Or younger? He is he's in his born 87. 87, yeah. So he's in his mid... He's 35. Yeah, yes. perfect age. So he had his first kid when he was, you know, yeah, in his late 20s. Made sense. Yeah. Perfect age. Yeah. Perfect yeah. age. That's like the one thing they kind of got right. <laughs> yeah, they didn't mess that up, thank God. <laughs> but yeah, I mean... I'm just, and to be honest, I kind of wanted this to be, like, even if it wasn't Perfectly asked the book, which I I, I, yeah, I didn't it expect be. that because they never perfectly adapt the no. book. The, the only movies that come close, come close, and they don't even get that close is uh, the Lord of the Rings, at least the yeah. first and the third, I suppose. Yeah. And then I suppose the new Dune is pretty accurate, except for you know, chopping off half of the book. But exactly, making it a <laughs> six-hour movie would probably be pretty good. But yeah, we exactly. can't have a six-hour movie anymore. But other than that, you know. <laughs> Adaptations no. are usually usually pretty loose adaptations, but this yes. was this was extreme. At least you know, in the case of you know, books or movies based on books that I've read, you know. Yeah. 
Um, it's, it's but I mean, I mean, sure. I, I still had, I still had like, huh? This could be a cool concept. It could be yeah, a cool movie. The concept in the book is cool. Yeah, even yeah. again, even the if concept, you follow not the whole, it by the letter, not the plot, it's still but the concept, cool the theme, the story is interesting. Yeah, yeah, but no, they they they, they muffed it. it up. I'm, uh, ugh. I'm both kind of excited and hoping that the uh, f- the earlier version is more closely to the book. Yeah. But also, I'm afraid it's going to suck just as much. Yes, because a lot of the early 80s adaptations of, of Stephen King books suck. Uh, Children <laughs> yeah. of the Corn is fucking off. It was so bad I couldn't finish it. Um, I've, tr- I've tried watching it like twice in my life. One was pretty recently, and I was like, I'm turning this off. Yeah. Um, and of course, well, The Shining is very good. Once again, not very accurate, but, but at least that movie. one's good, you know? Yeah. They did changes to the book that are good and kept the details that, that they kept the details that they kept they kept them as is yeah. instead of changing them and then the changes reason. they made were for the better yes that book is weird <laughs> i haven't um, finished it yet i'm like oh, okay a sixth in oh, and okay. then i realized oh shit i need to read this one <laughs> um and then of course you have all the you know you know they have it i haven't read it but from what i hear from people who have read it yeah and then watch i mean the old it the tv show yeah. the tv miniseries it's because uh, that miniseries, it's not great. Nope. Um, the kid stuff is fun, but overall, it's not a great show. No. Um, so they, they they fuck up a bunch of details in that as well. And then you have that's more into the nineties though. But they have the Langoliers. Once again, I've not read that, so I don't I don't know how accurate that is. But that TV show is fucked up. It's a fun yeah. concept, but it's so weird and dumb in movie format. So I don't know. Like usually, um, and then of course you have Pet Cemetery from '89, which that's not a great movie. No, um, they do capture the book pretty well, though they adapt it pretty well. Because I Wait, read that. Isn't book. there supposed to be a new Pet Cemetery? It came out like a year ago or two, with with Jason Clark in the lead, I think. Yeah, 2019, 20, 2019, 2019. I can't speak. I can't speak. Yeah, I didn't even watch that. I, did, I didn't ever watch that. No, I never watched it. Um, because I, the I, I read the book. Creep. I the like the out. book, and then I watched the movie many years ago. Um, actually, before I read the book, but and it's like the the movie is not good. It's it's passable at it, best. It it creeped me the fuck out though. The original movie, Pet Cemetery. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's creepy, definitely. Um, and like I said, they do uh, the adaptation is much more faithful than this is, and they capture what's scary and and sad because the book is super like it's it's so uh, it's so emotional and it's dark and it's sad and it's full of sorrow and angst. Yeah, and they do capture that ooh, a little bit in the movie more than <laughs> the scary parts. Yes. Um, but that's a super dark book. Like, all about children dying horrifically? Like, Jesus oh, yeah. fucking Christ, that book. Um, but anyway, I digress. Um, <laughs> this so, is just, just to sum it up, is... fucking awful movie. Might yeah. be the worst movie of 2022. Uh, which I think is... Mom even said, this is the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, which is... <laughs> like... That's it's, rough. Uh, I've seen it's worse. Rough, but this but is I, pretty, I understand. I understand. And this is pretty damn bad. We've had some bad movies already this year. Well, we're almost halfway through now. 
But I mean, just last week we had one of the worst movies of the year, Doctor Strange. Oh yeah. Um, but this was worse. Oh yes. Because this didn't I... even have you know distracting, awesome, cool magic powers, and Sam Raimi directing the fuck out of that movie. Um, this was just boring and bad. Yep. Instead of yep. cool and bad. <laughs> yep. The um, only the only thing I liked about this movie. Like I said, it was the first few scenes, and most of that was because Sakura was, was shirtless. Yeah, me too. Because I mean, he's got nice abs. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> god damn. I mean, listen, I'm as straight as you can be, but my god, when you watch Baywatch, when he's in Baywatch, oh my oh, god, lord, it's like I just wanna, I just wanna touch him. <laughs> I just wanna. F- just want to see what it feels. What's and he has a little. Like? He's a little. He's not super clean shaven. He's a little hairy as well, Ooh, which <laughs> accentuates the muscles. It's like it's like natural shading. It's like Whoa. his skin is so thin, also that you can like see the muscles. Yeah, he's issue. very vascular because he has no body fat. Imagine just putting your ear to his <laughs> chest and like, hear him breathe. Oh. <laughs> yes. You know what? He's I'd rather. <laughs> He he's that good looking. Yes, he's that good looking. He's not that good of an actor, not in this role at least. No, so he didn't do anything for this trash fire. I I think I need to watch that one thing he did earlier, where he's like his first thing trying to do like a proper uh, grown up thing. Yeah, uh, the delivery extremely boy. wicked, shockingly evil, and violent. No, no, he did Ted Bundy thing earlier than that. Uh, like when he's just started coming back after like his alcoholism stint, he did a movie called The Delivery oh, right. Boy or Delivery Man or something. Um, I think Matthew McConaughey in this in that movie that was supposed to be like, ooh, he's he's treading into dark waters, kind of. I know that was the big thing, like, ooh, teen crush Zac Efron does a dark, serious grown up movie, something post postal boy delivery the paper boy, paper boy, huh? The paper boy, paper boy, right. Right, I haven't seen. Yeah, him. but that's in 2012. He he wasn't grown up yet. No, no, but he was he was he was he was sober and he was done with Disney and you know. Sure, but then he did Bad Neighbors after that. So yeah, but yeah, yeah sure. Anyway, this is like he he did uh, extremely wicked, short, shockingly evil and vile, and then he did the Beach Bum. Yeah, he has a he has a small role in the Beach Bum group. Well. <laughs> If you like Harmony oh, Korean, right, that one. If you like Harmony yeah. Korean, it's a great movie. If you don't like Harmony Korean, you're gonna hate it. But you know. But it feels like, and then he's like, "This is also like dipping his toes into dark more stuff. adult dark stuff. adult yeah. stuff." Yeah. yeah. But then he's doing um, <clears throat> the greatest beer run ever. Yes. And uh, that good. three men and a baby. Isn't oh, that no. a remake? Yes, it is. And also announced TV show Killing Zac Efron. Is it? I feel like that's also kind of, kind of a ripoff of someone else, like famous doing like, oh, they're gonna. I don't know. I I have memories of it, but I don't know. The only thing I can think of is killing Gunther, maybe, which is a bunch of assassins trying to kill the most famous assassin of all time, played by Arnold Schwarzenegger, and it's 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 basically a bunch of comedians playing assassins. So it's a bunch of comedians trying to kill Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's the movie. It's kind of it's kind of funny, but it's here. It's literally killing Zac Efron. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. 
he is like the the one thing that could have been good in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> but he doesn't well, have enough to work with, and he does not. He needs proper directorial like yes, because he can be good inputs. He can be yeah. good. Yeah, this was not it though. I gotta no. say, for me though, he was not the big pull for me. At least when I found that out, was the music, and I did kind of like the music. That's the only reason I gave it a one star. Oh, I haven't even rated it yet, no. but I'm probably just gonna give it a half a star because yeah. I'm not going to give it zero, because that feels like I haven't reviewed it. Yeah, exactly. It feels like that for me, but too. But this, so always... this is more or less trash fire. Yes, complete trash fire. At least there's fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, don't don't watch this. No, no. Um, this podcast is just like 30 minutes shorter than the movie, so this is basically like watching the movie, but shorter and sweeter and better. Yeah, and you get more of the story from the book. Oh, yeah. Check out the book. It's the pretty movie. good. You can probably find it for like a dollar in a bargain bin or, you know, in a thrift yeah. store. It's a bit slow in the beginning to read, yeah. in my opinion, but uh, towards the end, I mean, I finished yeah. the last half of the book in two days yeah, by it's... sitting for three hours reading it nonstop yeah. at one point. And then, of course, don't forget to check out this Monday, patreon.com slash don't make a scene, because we're going to talk about the 1984 version, which hopefully at least, it doesn't have to be more faithful, but at least be better, I hope. Yeah. You know there's a sequel to that movie? What? Called, like, Firestarter Rekindled, which oh, was, like, no. a direct-to-DVD movie in, like, the, I don't know, late 90s, early 2000s? I'm going to check that out as well, just to see. We, we, yeah, We're not going to talk about that, to, but... We might mention it if we, we both might have time it. to check it out. We'll but, see about that. Yeah. But anyway, that's that's the show. I can't believe we spent over an hour talking about the new <laughs> Firestarter adaptation. But there's well, so much trash so much yeah. fun stuff to pick apart and ruin um, and I want to thank you so much for listening uh, be sure to follow us on whatever podcast platform you're listening to we're available everywhere um, check out the socials check out socials and of course once again if you want that extra episode every week uh, and monthly commentary tracks we're doing Dr. Mordred this month hey yeah. um, and a bunch of cool stuff um, check us out patreon.com slash don't make a scene just three bucks a month and you get the big package there are other tiers but I mean that's the most valuable so yeah until next week have a good one bye bye the spoiler cast is part of please don't make a scene it is hosted by Tobias Vedian and Rebecca Vedian produced and directed by Tobias Vedian executive producer is Annika Vedian and Laura Kinney. A huge shout out to all our patrons over on patreon.com slash don't make a scene. Laura Kinney, mom and dad.